Good morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Nick Prater, your announcer for this Thanksgiving Day. Reverend Jake Slatton will deliver today's message. We thank God for all the blessings that he gives us. Now we will worship together. Well, good morning, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. It's great to be in God's house today to worship, to, of course, give thanks, but most importantly, to be served by God, uh, because that's the kind of God that He is. Uh, he gives to us uh, today through His Word. Uh, why don't we stand this morning, greet each other in the name of the Lord, wish each other a, a very happy holiday and a day and a weekend today. So please stand. All right, well, once again, uh, welcome to all of you. Uh, this is our Thanksgiving morning service. Your order of service is printed in your bulletin. Uh, and we will stand and sing our opening hymn, which is Come Ye Thankful People Come, number 892. Please stand.
This is the day which the Lord has made. From the rising of the sun to its setting. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Sanctify us in your truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Please be seated. The first reading for this Thanksgiving morning comes to us from Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face shine upon us, that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. O God, may the peoples praise you. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest, and God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us, and all the ends of the earth will fear him. This is the word of our Lord. The second reading is from Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. This is the word of our Lord.
the gospel this morning comes to us from St. Luke chapter 17. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. This is the word of our Lord. We continue by reciting together the words of our Christian faith this morning using the Apostles' Creed as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the earth. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. We continue with the responsory. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Would you pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. For those not familiar, the book by C.S. Lewis called The Screwtape Letters is a series of 
fictitious letters that are sent from an elder demon to his younger nephew, as the nephew tries to corrupt an adult man that he has been working on. In letter two, the elder demon writes to his nephew about a very interesting topic, the fact that man thinks that his time is his own, that his time belongs to him. He writes, let him have that feeling that he starts each day as the lawful possessor of 24 hours. And then he says that what man must never be allowed to question is that his time and what he does with it is his own personal birthright. Later, he he writes this, This assumption that you want him to go on making is so absurd that even we cannot find a shred of argument to defend it. The man can neither make nor retain one moment of time. It all comes to him by pure gift. He might as well think that the sun and the moon are his own property. In 1864, Abraham Lincoln made his Thanksgiving proclamation, and here is a section of it that I want to read for us this morning. And I do further recommend to my fellow citizens aforesaid that on that occasion they do reverently humble themselves in the dust and from thence offer up penitent and fervent prayers and supplications to the great disposer of events for a return of the inestimable blessings of peace, union, and harmony throughout the land which has pleased pleased him to assign as a dwelling place for ourselves and for our posterity throughout all generations. The thing that Lincoln was addressing is something that we as citizens of this country still wrestle with today. For whatever reason, maybe it's because we are the most powerful, or maybe it's because we truly can have practically anything they want in these days at the click of a button, but somewhere along the way we began thinking and also believing that because we could have anything that we wanted, that it was our right to have anything that we wanted. And we forget these words from Jesus in John chapter 15. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now our text for this morning talks about ten people, ten men, who come to Jesus to be healed and they plead with him to have mercy on on them. These ten people have the dreaded disease of leprosy. Now, at first glance, this text seems pretty easy to figure out. Be thankful to God for what you have. But to truly understand the text, you must look again at what the lepers are asking for. They are asking for mercy. Notice they don't ask for justice. They don't even ask to be healed. They ask for mercy. Remember this, too. That the word mercy means to not be given what is deserved. Now, as usual, some context is important. 
First, it is important to know that if you were Jewish, as nine of these men were, and you contracted leprosy, there was very little worse that could have ever possibly been bad to happen to you. First, you couldn't go to church because your leprosy makes you unclean. And the only way to, to, let, to be let back into church is to be completely healed from your disease. Second, your loved ones can have absolutely nothing to do with you. You're an outcast with them. Why? Because if they touch you, they become unclean as well. To touch you, who has leprosy, is in fact a sin. In fact, it it was expected that every time you got near other people, you had to cry out, unclean, unclean, so that no one would come near you and fall into sin. Third, rabbis at this time were said to have a rule that people with leprosy had to stay 50 yards away from other people. Fourth and finally was this. The common thought at this time was that if you were a leper and you had leprosy, that leprosy was given to you because of something that you had done wrong. Some sin that you had committed that was so grievous that you were getting what you deserved. And so when we look at it with that context and through that lens, what they're actually asking Jesus for makes perfect sense. Instead of saying, Jesus, have mercy on us, they could have very well said, Jesus, Master, don't give us what we deserve. They were considered nothings in society, completely cut off from God. And to make it worse, they were under the assumption that God was repaying them for sins that they had committed, sins that they had deserved. Now, something else in this text is important to consider as well. Of the nine that were healed, only one came back, and that one was, of all people, a Samaritan. So this guy has it especially bad. Not only does he get all of the shame and pain that comes from having leprosy, he was considered an outsider even before he contracted it. And he is the only one that comes back to thank Jesus. There is a story that is recorded in Luke chapter 7. When a woman who had lived a sinful life is bold enough to come into the home of a Pharisee and to begin anointing Jesus. She is so overtaken by her sin and the guilt that she feels from it that she begins to cry. And then she uses the tears that have fallen from her eyes and put them on the feet of Jesus to clean his feet with with them. She uses her hair to wipe his feet. Then she kisses his feet, and she pours perfume on them. The Pharisee that had invited Jesus to his house scoffs at this egregious display by the sinful woman. 
And we pick up here as I read to you the rest. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, Simon said. Jesus said, two men owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so we canceled the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. And Jesus says to him, you have judged correctly. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, Simon, Pharisee, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has been forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this? who even forgives sins. And finally, Jesus says to her, your faith, rise and go. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Why does she love much? Because she who was unworthy of love in the eyes of many received mercy. Why does the Samaritan of all people, of the ten, why does the Samaritan come back to thank Jesus? Because he who was unworthy of mercy received it. And that's why, as shocking as it is, this text today is not really about being thankful because it's Thanksgiving. No. The text is about one thing and one thing only. That sin had completely and utterly destroyed your relationship with God. That your sin and mine makes us unworthy to be loved. That your sin and mine makes us undeserving of grace. We deserve nothing. We do not deserve to be provided for by our gracious God. We do not deserve the blessings of food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all that we have. We were outcasts, foreigners, completely cut off from God. And so our cry today is the same cry as the lepers. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And like the Samaritan, we stand before Jesus today as we do every Sunday, always as beggars with empty hands, 
Unlikely and unworthy recipients though we are, we receive everything as an undeserved gift from Him. For this one reason, to show us that our sin is no match for the grace of God, that His mercy is bigger than our sin, that His forgiveness for us who would not be deemed worthy of it by the world is precisely for the unworthy. Jesus' death, through His death, you are given life. From His death, He proclaims this verdict over your sin once for all. It is finished. I gave my life for every one of your sins. His words ringing in our own ears, Be of good cheer, my child. Your sins are forgiven. Now go and show yourself to your great high priest, for he has shown his sacrificial death before the Father. He is risen and ascended to the throne, and you stand in his presence, cleansed completely, holy, forgiven, and healed, made well, saved, and yes, thankful. And so rise and go your way to your homes and families, to the couch or the supper table or the mall, to the backyard or the park, wherever you go. Go your way in the peace of Christ, the crucified, for your faith has made you well. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand. We sing our next hymn, Now Thank We All Our God, number 895 in your hymnal.
For the gift of divine peace and of pardon, with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. For the Holy Christian Church here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. For all of those in need, for the hungry and the homeless, for the widowed and the orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. For the sick and dying and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Finally, for these and for all of our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. We pray the collect from Psalm 100 together. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into God's presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is He that made us, and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter in His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Bless His name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and Merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Thanksgiving service from Trinity Lutheran Church. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us this coming Sunday at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this radio broadcast on FristatRadio.com. 
We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Thank you very much for joining us in worship this morning. Uh, I pray that all of you would have a very blessed, uh, safe, and thankful holiday today.